You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. So just to kind of give you an example, I just want to kind of role, role play this out. Anyone willing to give $5 to the state party? You know, anyone get willing to give $5? I want to do an experiment. Anyone get $5? Todd. Okay, Todd, hey, we're, um, we're doing a uh, campaign against anti-smoking. We need, we need $5. Can you give us $5? Yes. Okay. We're going to give it to the state party. Oh, just give me a couple dollars. It doesn't have to be five. Okay, great. What just happened there? Someone shut out. What just happened? My wallet just got lighter. No? <laughs> Wrong answer? No. You asked him in front of a group. No. Todd Singer just invested in the campaign to end anti-smoking. Because now what happens? Here, we'll give this to the, uh, the state party. Now what happens? The flyers are done, ready to go out to the bar. So crap, we need people to go out and uh, and uh, pass them out. Todd, thanks for you know giving us the five dollars. Because of that, you know we were able to print all these flyers. Can you help us pass them out? Now, Todd, I didn't talk about that the first time I called, but now Todd's invested. He wants to see the campaign do well, so he's going to want his see his five dollars actually put to work. He's going to be more you know eager to help you pass them out. Now, if I had started with that when I first called him, he might have said no to the whole thing. But because I started with asking for money, now he's invested in the campaign. There's no place like home to raise money. Uh, one thing that uh, supporters can do, uh, and these can be as simple or, or as extravagant as you want, is uh, you can get them to agree to host a fundraising event in their home. This can be a coffee. This can be you know, a, a big catered event. This can be whatever you want. Uh, but it's a really good way of reaching out to the people that your supporters know and getting money out of them. <coughs> Have the volunteer host work with your scheduler and, um, and, and try to pick a date. You need to allow at least 30 days from the time you agree to set the date until, until it actually happens. Ask your hosts to invite their coworkers, their friends, relatives, neighbors, Suggest having the volunteers look at their Christmas card list. Invite them to have lots of people that, a uh, lot more than they think will attend. If they, uh, if they invite 100 people and only, or if they invite 200 people, only 30 people show up, that's still a successful uh, event. 30 people giving you money. Decide who's uh, responsible for sending out the invitations. Uh, I, would, I would submit to you, you don't want to do it yourself. You want to try to get the volunteer to do it. Uh, the invitations, though, need to have the time, day, uh, day, place, cost, and the name of the campaign where the checks are mailable, payable to. And who to RSVP. Are they going to RSVP to you or to the volunteer host? Uh, include both a phone number and mailing address for the checks. Uh, number four, depending on the type of event you choose to hold, the volunteers may want to denote a suggested dress for the occasion. Is this going to be a fancy event or a casual event? Uh, make sure you mail the invitations at least three weeks before the event. Phone call, uh, phone call follow-ups and personal solicitation is critical. If you send out invitations, they will be ignored. If you follow up with a phone call, they might actually show up. 
Um, set fundraising goals for each event. Um, you know, tell the person how much you, you, you'd like them to uh, be able to raise. Say like three thousand dollars. Now they can decide if they want to invite thirty people for a hundred dollars each, or if you want to invite sixty people who contribute fifty dollars each. Some campaigns suggest a hundred dollars per couple or seventy-five per person. Uh, it's important to set realistic go goals. The event can be as formal or as casual as your hosts wish. Uh, whatever fits their in individual uh, uh, entertainment style. Choose the event which maximizes the resources your hosts have available and will make money for the campaign. You want your people to enjoy them themselves, so try to keep it simple. Uh, more party hosts are skipping hard liquor in favor of beer, wine, fruit, uh, uh, juices, and soft drinks. Um, I'd advise you want your contributors to be a little bit more loose <laughs> than normal. So you know you want to make sure people get home safely, but uh, uh, you know you might want to consider having uh, at least beer and wine. Have a registration table for the guests as soon as they walk in the door. Get their name, address, and phone number. Uh, name tags are also important, so you'll quickly recognize the guests. Address the group informally and mingle with the guests. This is hard for libertarians to do. We don't like to talk to people. We, we just want to think cerebrally or you know, in the head and think about all these lofty goals. And I, maybe let's do it all over you know, texting. Can we text each other? No. Mingle with the guests. Address the group. Just say a few remarks. Uh, your campaign, this is critical. You will need to send thank you notes out to the guests in a timely manner. When you send thank you notes out, Asking for more money. Because you know, when people have given money in the past, they're much more likely to give money in the future. A great, uh, another way, or well, I don't really think anyone should start a campaign unless they have a fundraising team. A great fundraising effort starts with a strong fundraising team. Um, raising money is like, a lot like direct selling. Friend to friend, neighbor to neighbor, colleague to colleague. Campaigns without a financial infrastructure won't have the money they need to start a winning race. Uh, and the best campaign finance committees have a strong finance chair. This person must be an aggressive, dynamic person who likes to ask for money. Okay, there are a few people out there that do like to ask for money. But, uh, or are at least willing to ask for money. Uh, and has the time to devote to your campaign. These people are, are people successful in sales. Uh, insurance agents, realtors, stockbrokers, maybe even some lawyers might be good at asking for money. Um, they make the uh, best fundraisers because they're used to selling a product. That's what you're doing when you're fundraising, you're selling a product. Next to the candidate, and again, the candidate is the principal fundraiser. Uh, the chairman is the principal fundraiser uh, next to the candidate for, for a campaign. He or she helps recruit the, uh, um, as well as motivates the finance committee so they'll reach their goals. So when you're looking for people to serve on your finance committee, you want to look for individuals who have raised money for charities, churches, civic organizations, academic institutions, or other political campaigns. You round out the finance committee by recruiting members who meet the following criteria. I'll let you guys all decide. Okay, number, and number one. Uh, if you guys all just flipped over, it's a finance committee. Round out the finance committee by re recruiting members who meet the following criteria. <coughs> Occupation. 
recruit individuals who can network with their colleagues and peers. Doctors, dentists, CPAs, bankers, home teachers, uh, home builders, teachers, small business owners. Individuals that have access to a membership directory. Um, people who can uh, contact people in their field of uh, expertise and, and, and find more people who might be willing to give money to a candidate. There are more than 4,000, Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, there's more than 4,000 PACs registered with the FEC. Yeah, it goes up all the time. Yeah, chances are people that you work, uh, people you know work at companies that have PACs and maybe at political action committees. Maybe those, uh, if somebody from the company asks them to, they might support your campaign. These are people to have on, on your finance committee. Number two, geographical. Recruit finance committee members by county, precinct, town, neighborhood. Ask them to raise money from people in that specific area. And if I wanted to recruit money, or money from people on the east side, I'd talk to Ed Angleton. If I wanted to do some uh, recruit money from uh, um, Hendricks County, I'd talk to uh, Todd Singer or maybe Eric. More, Eric? Eric? Okay. All right. uh, number three, interest area. This is a good one for libertarians. Uh, obviously, we came to politics because we're involved in specific issues. Gun ownership, pro-life, pro-choice, homeschooling, smoking bans, things like that. They can turn around and raise money from similar people that have the same issues. You want to set specific fundraising goals for each member on this campaign finance committee. Depending on the size of your campaign, um, maybe you want to um, ask each person to raise $1,000. Uh, you can create the Libertarian Pioneers Club. You can create the Libertarian Pioneers Club. Um, now you can have uh, you can have members reach their goals by writing a personal check for $1,000, or find ten, 10 friends to write checks, uh, or solicit their PAC for contributions. Uh, they could even host a fundraising event in their home. Train your members and make sure each one has a sales package to promote the campaign. Um, you want to check in with your finance committee members often. If members aren't uh, reaching their goals, you'll have to adjust your plans accordingly. That's why it's better to over-recruit finance members. Have a whole committee and just recruit as many people to raise money on your behalf. Finally, and this is probably the most important, reward finance committee members who reach their goals. Uh, reward anyone who reaches their goals. Reward anyone who gives you money, anyone who volunteers uh, with, the, uh, with your campaign. It's most important, remember to say thank you. That's hard for libertarians. We are, people are supposed to be doing this because they want to, right? No, they're helping you out. Thank them. These, uh, these folks have worked hard on your behalf and many are never thanked. Make sure you have a system of rewards in place. Even small gestures, such as a handwritten thank you note, mean a lot to those who have volunteered their time to help your campaign. Another thing, we kind of talked about spouses earlier, thank your spouse. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> thank your spouse. I bet you a lot of spouses have an effect uh, that, that work, that help with campaigns. Uh, thank you note or a truly small act of kindness that sets you apart from other candidates and keeps you in the volunteer's mind. 
Um, one idea that was thrown out at me, I, I, I try to write it down. Keep donation envelopes around with you anywhere you go. Someone hands you money, put it in an envelope, write the person's name on it, get, get them to write down their address and phone number and everything, so you can follow up with them later. If you're out and about and they hand you, people might, when you're out and about, hand you money. Or if you, especially if you're at an event where you're asking for money, just carry around little donation cards uh, so that you can remember to follow up with them. Because again, they might be, especially if anyone raising money right now, anyone started, you started raising, perfect example. Anyone gives them money right now, they're definitely going to be able to, they're definitely going to give them money next year before the campaign. And now that he already knows that they're willing to give them money. So just to round it out, there are two things that win, money and volunteers. Nobody likes asking for money. Um, obviously, you know, our volunteer resources are limited, so we got to win on the money side. Uh, we just got to get used to asking for money, um, and uh, we need to ask everybody we can for money. Uh, don't try to, and when you go to spend it, don't try to be a renaissance man. Uh, don't, like, do a little bit of radio, do a little bit of TV, and do some, you know, one direct mail, and do a bunch of yard signs. Pick one major advertising thing and stick with it. You know, I, when I ran for city county council, we and we did some TV ads, but we focused on radio. I didn't do yard signs, I didn't do bumper stickers, I didn't do any of that crap. If you're running a statewide campaign, I would challenge you, why are you buying yard signs? You're going to get bugged about it. If people are going to ask you for a yard sign, just tell them, no, we don't have the campaign resources for it. We're going to run TV commercials instead. If you're a township race, why are you running radio ads? Those are the ones that should be doing the yard signs because you can go to every house and put one in every yard. Um, and don't do and mailings are popular, ma mailings are effective, but don't do them if unless you can do at least three or more because it's repetition. People are going to forget; they'll throw away the mail. Uh, Eric, at what point do you stop uh, receiving funds? When you get when? <laughs> well, no, that's a good question. Um, after you've closed your campaign. Uh, uh, with because with, because here's the thing if you, if you it's possible to spend yourself into debt you want you actually you know and, and I think Bob Barr's been doing this if you spend yourself into debt you have to fundraise after the after the election so as long as your campaign finance if your as your campaign is still open with the county clerk keep raising money I would strongly recommend that no Libertarian Party candidate instead of Indiana spend themselves to death. Yeah. No, no, do not. We're Libertarians. Don't spend money that you don't have in the bank on the outcome that you will be making more money in the future. Probably won't happen, and you're going to have to keep filing those joint campaign forms every quarter for the rest of your life unless you come up with money to pay your campaign debts. If you if you know that you want to do something in the future, raise money for it, budget for it. Uh, if you want, know you want to raise enough money to run a thousand radio spots last week in the campaign, find out what the political rates are going to be and raise money accordingly. Have that money in the bank and be ready to write the checks. Because in most cases, the radio stations won't run the spot unless they have a check in their hand and it didn't bounce when they tried to send it through. And that actually reminds me, you know, I, you can sometimes leverage these lack of money situations to get money out of people. And, and what you can do is contact the radio station and say, I, w I want to reserve. 10, spot, or 10 spots a day for the next 10 days. And they say, great, well, you need some money. And you, you record the ad, do everything, get everything in place, then go to your volunteers. I need I need to raise $1,000 by the, by the end, of, uh, end of tomorrow. Okay, how much can you? Can you give me $100? Can you give me 50 can you, Whatever. And now they know that now there's some urgency. This radio ad will not go 
And then as soon as you get the money, it's ready to go, and you drop the check off, and they run the ads. Yeah, most people who are purveyors of uh, political materials usually will not, at least at our level, give you something unless they get paid in advance. They have learned their lesson many times. And in fact, some political campaigns, presidential campaigns from 20 or 30 years ago probably still have open FEC committees because they still owe money. Uh, Bob Barr was the first libertarian I've ever heard of doing this, and I guarantee you, the talking about national charity can happen again. Um, but what what Tim said is exactly true. You got to concentrate on raising money because if you don't have money, you're not going to be able to do any of this stuff that you want to do. Get people to recognize your name, to recognize the Libertarian Party position on something, and to vote for you when it comes November 4th or 5th or whatever election day is. Because that's ultimately what we're in business for, is to get people elected to public office, to vet policy discourse in a libertarian manner, and to try to get rid of some of the problems that the old parties have brought about this country. We can't do it without money. Any other questions for Tim? I saw someone else's hand. the same question. The unlikely event that there's 10 bucks left over in the Buy your campaign and work at dinner. Uh, actually, take, uh, take your wife out to dinner. <laughs> actually, we had a, in, in the morning campaign in 2000, we actually got a few hundred, a couple hundred dollars back from one of the radio stations because they had not run radio spots that we prepaid for for whatever reason. They just didn't get run. And they sent the money back to us, I think almost after I had already closed out the campaign and checked showed up in the mail. So we basically gathered up as many volunteers as we could and went out to dinner at Applebee's one night. It was a nice gesture. Everybody appreciated it. Uh, it might be something you might even budget for and, and keep a few hundred dollars. Well, you know, and, there's, and, then, and if you're going to keep your campaign open from a legal standpoint from the, with the county and you plan to run again, I mean, you, you just keep it and just use it next year. Yeah. You'll have to report it every year. There are, there are some reasons you can use that money for. You cannot give yourself a salary unless you do the appropriate things to, use, to have an employee for the campaign. Uh, but anything that's oriented for getting you elected, you can use that money for. Good? Yeah, one other thing, too, you can do with the money. Um, if you've got some left over and you really don't have anybody, like you're pretty much running a one-man show or whatever, is give it to your county party. Or the state party. Or the state party. Mm -hmm. Or the county party. Mary County, Mary. <laughs> Libertarian Party. Anybody else have a question back there? This may sound kind of silly, but there is there a, a lower limit on the amount of money that you can get without having to fill out a form saying that this person gave me money? I mean, if somebody gives you a penny, uh, do you have to put a penny on there with their yeah, name? Yeah, in Indiana, it's $100. Yeah, well, well, and depending on how you, there's a disagreement, if it's $100 exact or $1 over $100 or one penny over $100. But it's if they, is, is it 100 No, yeah. I, mean, I was going to say if it's $100, a dollar 100 times, it's still $100. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. it's cumulative, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, if they give you 50 bucks, you, you throw it in your unitemized list, and you can just group those all so together. So people are just throwing money into a big kettle there. We did that yeah, once. We the morning campaign. We used to carry around a big uh, milk carton. Or not milk carton, a big uh, like water jug thing, plastic thing, that said throw your quarters in here. And If you're running you a local campaign, their rules are a lot looser than if you're running yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> had a few hundred dollars in that by the end of the campaign. Mark Covey-Greer... We just kind of reported it as miscellaneous contributions on the forums, and nobody, nobody said anything. Yeah. But to that comment, if I may, real quickly, if you ever are audited and you don't know where that money came from, and you have a thousand dollars in there, you may have problems saying how you got it. 
I mean, it can be a problem if you don't itemize your cash, so there's a risk there. But there's a wonderful category called miscellaneous cash contributions, and as long as it's not more than $100 per person, then you don't have to report anything. Anything else, Jim? 30 seconds yeah. left? 30 okay. seconds. So if you got a, a contributor and you get $50 on three different occasions, you still yeah. have to report that kind of 50 for that. Correct. When it accumulatively in any calendar year becomes more than $100, then you have to report. Okay. All right. Well, let's give Tim a go